Good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB, serving Western Ontario. Well, Monica, here we are, almost ready to say goodbye to the month of May. And since this has been moving month, I'm tempted to say something like, uh, uh, we'll be moving on. That's great, Jim. Well, our hope is that when it does come for people to move on, that they take some of the things we've learned about and avoid being scammed. We'll be joined again this morning by Nancy Irvine, the president of the Canadian Association of Movers. Temporary storage is frequently part of the moving process, and we'll also have as a guest this morning Bob Anderson of the Big Steel Box Corporation. Before we greet our guests this morning, we want to point out some information available on the BBB website concerning the Canadian Census. Yeah, Census Day was May the 11th, but I understand that we have until July the 16th to complete the census. And it is mandatory that everybody complete the census. And scammers are using the fact that the census is mandatory to operate their scams. Yes, and the fact is, if you've not completed the census, Statistics Canada will be reaching out to you. And as our article on BBB.org points out, you need to be aware of how Statistics Canada will be in touch with you. The census staff will not contact you by text message, instant messaging apps like WhatsApp, or through direct messages on social media. They will contact you with a letter by mail. Make sure it has the Statistics Canada signature on the envelope as well as their address on the top left-hand corner of the letter. Most people respond to this letter and have completed the census. If you have not completed the census questionnaire, you may also receive a phone call, a home visit, or even an email. Yeah, you know, we've all become really skeptical when it comes to phone calls and to people at our door. So how can we verify that the phone call or the person at the door is really from Statistics Canada? If they call, they will identify themselves by sharing their name, employee number, and the reason for contacting you. Statistics Canada will only send someone to your home as a last resort if their attempts to contact you by mail, email, or telephone have been unsuccessful. And when they do come to your home, census staff will not be entering your home. They will wear personal protective equipment and branded clothing so you can readily identify whom they are and whom they are representing. They will also introduce themselves by sharing their ID card which features their name, employee number, and a photo. You can verify their information before answering any questions by calling the Census Helpline toll-free. So, so Monica, what are some of the signs that the person we're dealing with might not be from StatsCan? If they threaten you with jail time or demand that you make immediate payment of a fine using gift cards, credit cards, cryptocurrency, or any other payment method to complete the questionnaire, they are not likely from Statistics Canada. Can you be fined if you don't complete the questionnaire? Yes, you could be fined up to $500 for not completing the questionnaire, but the court would issue that fine. Census staff do not have the authority to issue the penalty and definitely would not be collecting the fine. Yeah, the, the census information is important because Canada uses census information to redraw election districts, to establish a basis for transfer payments from the federal government to the provincial governments, to administer national programs, and to facilitate planning by local governments and businesses. So. What type of information do they collect? 
It is important to be aware of the type of information. Most people will receive the short form census questionnaire. It will collect information like your name, address, age, sex at birth, gender, marital status, military experience, and languages spoken. However, it will never ask you for your banking or credit card information, and you will also never be required to share your social insurance number. So if you've already completed the census, uh, you don't have anything to be concerned about. And if we've not completed the questionnaire, it would be time well spent to review this article. And that article can be found on bbb.org, or you can simply Google BBB census scam, and you'll be able to reference the article that way as well. Great, Monica. Well, it's time for us to take our first break, and we'll be back in just a moment with our first guest. As we bring moving months to a close, we'll put some things in storage. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB. Throughout this month, we're featuring information about movers and moving. We've learned a lot about moving scams and how to avoid them. But quite frequently, we may need to store some of our household items as we go through the process of selling, buying, and moving. Our guest, is Bob Anderson of Big Steel Box. Good morning and thanks for joining us here on Ask BBB. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. So Bob, what are some of the situations that people need to rent storage space for? Um, well, for us, uh, uh, we have really two big segments of our business. So we have the residential business and, uh, and the commercial business. But the residential business, it's really, because we do moving as well, a lot of the drivers are that uh, starts with a move, and then they might need storage in, be in between homes. So uh, this is happening a lot right now with the with just the um, velocity in the housing market and people having a hard time getting their dates to line up. But it's very convenient solution for the customers because they just have to load the box once. So we'll we'll deliver it to their house. They load it up, and then we'll we'll move the box into one of our storage facilities and then we just re-deliver it when the when their home is ready. Uh, the other big driver on the residential side is when people are doing a renovation. When people are doing a renovation, usually what they'll do is they'll keep the box on their property. So it's a shipping container, so it's fully secure, rodent-proof, um, and uh, so they just keep it at their house. They typically will move some of their belongings out of the rooms that need to be uh, that are getting worked on or say you're redoing your basement or something you move everything out you put it into the big steel box you can keep it right outside your house so you can have access to all your stuff while the while the work is being done so that's a big driver as well that's um, that's happening a lot right now again with just everybody's focused on home right now with the with COVID. So I would say those are the two biggest things for us. So Big Steel Box is a little different when it comes to storage. Uh, does the company function like uh, other storage units where you can uh, store the unit for a time or, or keep some of the things that uh, you might uh, only temporarily move? Does it function like that as well, Bob? There's two things that we do. We either have storage on the customer's property um, or they can store it at one of our facilities. So some people will do that. Um, we have customers that are in the yards for long periods of time. Um, they may be building a house or they, you know, 
they may just have have seasonal storage needs right so it's the same it works the same way um, when the when company or when people want access to their stuff they just have to give us a day's warning right so we'll and then we go and then we'll go into the yard and we'll set the box out into a cust what we call a customer set out area or customer access area they come in they drive in they the box is there and then they can go in and check it so it's not as convenient as your typical sort of storage facility where you can just go in at any time like maybe some of them are 24 7 right so because we have to move the box to a set out area within the within the yard then that's not that's a little less convenient so it's our our solution is really for people who maybe only want access once a month or something like that right so how would someone determine the size of their the storage space that they're going to need a lot of it's just conversation in terms of us understanding what their needs are so we have uh three different size boxes that are used for residential use so we have an eight foot a 10 foot and a 20 foot box uh, 20 foot box is the most common it fits about um, I'd say like an average three bedroom home like average is kind of it's kind of subjective right like so for me an average size three bedroom home would be around 2,000 square feet anyway that's around the space that the box holds uh, the other part of the thing is just like if you're gonna store it on your property how much space do you have and how, what do you you know what are you gonna put in it right so that's where the tens and the eights kind of come in handy. So Bob, what should we expect in terms of a contract? Uh, no matter what uh, sort of storage company that we're dealing with, what should be in a contract? Well, our, our contracts are pretty standard rental contracts. Um, so it's a month to month. Uh, if you go to the moving or storage page on the website, you'll find pricing on, the, on each one of those pages. It's there's a geolocator on the website so what that does is it actually you have to select your location so it'll automatically prompt you to say it looks like you're being served in london or your closest store is in london ontario and if you just confirm that then it'll actually populate pricing on those pages for you i think what makes us different is we really focus on the experience for the customer we do this like first and foremost we do this by trying to create a culture with our with our own staff because at the end of the day they're the ones that need to deliver this um, we have a set of values which anybody in the company can probably tell you what they are but the first one is we love our family one of the reasons why i feel that this is so unique is because you don't hear a lot of companies talk about love and and in their culture right so you know, the first thing is about driving profits and things like that. And it's, you know, so that's one of the things I love about being here is it's totally different and that's not the experience. So we really try to, um, we look after our people and um, we really allow them to then look after the customer. If you can have a good moving next storage experience, it makes a difficult time and a transitional time and a difficult task easier so that's really what we're trying to do uh, the tagline is moving and storage that feels better bob thanks very much for taking time to uh, give us some information on the big steel box and on storage in in general thanks jim thanks monica
Bob Anderson is with Big Steel Box, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And when you search the BBB director under storage or portable storage units, you'll find them and the links to their website. We'll return in a moment with Nancy Irvine, president of the Canadian Association of Movers. Welcome to the final portion of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the director of marketing and strategic initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And through Moving Month, we've been joined by Nancy Irvine, President of the Canadian Association of Movers. Welcome again, Nancy. It's the end of the month. Yep, and what a month it's been. Thanks, and enjoy seeing you both again. So, Nancy, we're nearing, you know, June. And so this collaboration in May across Canada between the Canadian Association of Movers and the BBB has been what we've been focusing on this month. The whole idea really has been to help consumers find and deal with reliable, trustworthy movers. Who are members of the Canadian Association of Movers and how do they choose to become members of your association? Okay, so CAM members are certified professional moving companies. We actually do the certification ourselves. It's uh, not an automatic acceptance. It's not like uh, you want to be a Costco member and there's your card. You actually have to go through a whole bunch of steps. And we've had movers actually complain that we're super tough, um, but we're that for a reason because we don't want to have people that are that are going to go against our code of ethics or aren't going to treat their customers fair or conduct themselves professionally. So it's, uh, it's very important to us. And uh, movers strive to be in this group. Uh, lots of uh, London-based movers are uh, CAM members, and uh, we're delighted to have them. Nancy, the, the, we've talked this month about the fly-by-night or scam movers, and, and they attract consumers with what seem like really low prices. Uh, that's the story that, that we heard. And certainly there are a lot of variables with a move, but is there some sort of yardstick in terms of what we should expect to pay to a qualified, certified, bona fide mover? And it's kind of funny because I can't actually talk about this. Uh, under the Competitions Act, CAM is not allowed to discuss prices or rates uh, with any of our members so that we're not involved in price fixing at all. And our members are not allowed to talk to each other about it either. However, what I can say is that if you're getting three or four quotes and one quote is $1,200, $1,500 less than the other three, uh, and the other three are all kind of in the same range, then I would throw out that lowball quote because it doesn't make sense uh, in comparing them that one would be so low and the other three would be higher. So Nancy, let's talk about timelines. How far mm -hmm. ahead is it possible or reasonable that we should be able to book a mover? Don't call up today and say, oh, my mover canceled for Monday because the moving companies are going to say, uh, no, uh, we really like six to eight weeks if we can get that because you want to make sure that you've got the truck and the crew available and that you're not pushing, um, you know, trying to squeeze in a second move during the day when the guys have been, you know, working on a four bedroom house and are exhausted. And with COVID, you also have to be prepared for Crews, we have we have to prepare our crews for COVID because you can only have so many in a house and your crews have to stay together for the full day and you can't be mixing and matching crews. So 
six to eight weeks is a really good guideline, but you know, don't be afraid if it's not that and it's a rush move or whatever that, that you have to call. Don't be surprised if you call a day or two ahead and get a no. It happens so often. It's unbelievable. So Nancy, this month we heard from a victim of a scam mover. We heard from a lawyer representing a number of people who have been scammed. Can you just review some of the red flags that indicate we might be dealing with a scammer? Sure. The big one we've already talked about, obviously, is price. Uh, if you're seeing a low price, uh, really think about it. But there's all sorts of other flags. Uh, if a mover isn't giving you a written quote, if they're not interested in telling you their full name, uh, if you're only going by Mike or Angela, you got to wonder if that's actually even their real name. And if they're already hiding that, well, what else are they hiding? When you get your quote, if you do get a written quote, and there's no street address on the estimate, uh, that means that they might not have an office where you can go to. You want to be able to know where they are so that you can find them afterwards if something goes wrong. Another red flag is if they ask for a large deposit of uh, several hundred dollars or more up front. We've had instances over the last summer where they were asking for $800 up front. Well, how do you know they're not just going to take that money and disappear and not even bother servicing your move because all it was was a money grab and they're gone? So be careful about that as well. If you're going to show up at your house in a beetle up truck, uh, that's another indication that you should be very careful about who you pick. We had um, a, a scam run last year where he, the mover was showing up with a construction type trailer. Well, that's not a moving truck. And once they got all the, the stuff onto the trailer, the tires blew because it's not used to that kind of weight. And the guy had his tires. He was doing the move. Honest to God, he was going to move them. But then he was trying to charge them for the five times his tires blew while he was trying to drive them to Kingston. And it ended up in just being a nightmare for everybody. And their stuff ended up getting dumped. And it took months and months for the police to find their stuff. But honestly, the biggest red flag is your gut. If you're getting a funny feeling after talking to someone or after corresponding with them, run in the other direction. Find somebody else that uh, can organize your move for you and that you have a good feeling about. So Nancy, are there any final thoughts on moving month and the rest of the year that people can be aware of as they move and do whatever changes are coming their way for the rest of 2021? Sure. Uh, the stress level is still going to stay high. Uh, the pandemic is still causing challenges with getting your things, being able to have them delivered on time, because there are still provinces that are saying, no, wait, if you're moving to our province, you need to uh, hide for 14 days and uh, make sure that you don't have COVID. So there's going to be a lot of that. Um, we have focused a lot on the negative of moving. And I really wanted to just take five seconds to reiterate that, you know, there are third, fourth, fifth generation movers in your neighborhood who have been doing this all their lives. They're passionate about it. Uh, it's an honorable profession uh, that tens of thousands of people work in every year. 
I am in love with the business myself. And you want to find those passionate people because they want to do right by you as a customer. So I want to thank the BBB for having us on this month to talk about the bad things. But just remember that there's a lot of good out there and a lot of good companies uh, in the Western Ontario BBB. So look them up. Well, that's one thing we were going to close with. Make sure you look them up in the BBB directory and uh, look them up as well. Uh, Consult the website uh, and make sure they're members of the Canadian Association of Movers. And those two things should give you some pretty positive results. Nancy, thanks very much for joining us through this month. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks so much, Jim and Monica. Nancy Irvine is the president of the Canadian Association of Movers and has joined us here on Ask BBB through this month of moving, May moving month. And Monica, that's our time for BBB this week. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Press. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.